Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the ShuttlePod podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Yacovino, and today I am sitting down with Craig Spurrier and Howard Jackowitz of Wines That Rock. And you may have heard of Wines That Rock because they are the makers, manufacturers of Star Trek branded wines, and they have some new uh, wines available now. And I'm really excited to um, have them here to talk about those because it goes beyond just um, uh, sticking a Star Trek label um, on a wine bottle and selling it. There's really a lot of care that's gone into making these that I think Trekkies will appreciate. We love a good backstory. So um, Craig and Howard, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, you've just recently released two new wines. That's the uh, United Federation of Planets Special Reserve 2021 Andorian Blue Chardonnay, blue, of course, um, and a 2021 Cardassian Canar red wine blend. And I definitely want to talk about those, but this isn't the, these aren't the first wines that you guys have put out. Um, so do you want to maybe walk me through some of the history of the wines that you guys um, have put out prior to this? Sure. Well, thanks for having us. It's nice to talk with you. Um yeah, I think, you know, the first year that we were started working with CBS and Star Trek, we started working on our United Federation of Planets, the old vine Zinfandel. And um, I think right after we got going with them, we were contacted by CBS to let us know that they were rebooting the Picard series. And they asked if that was something that we could work on. And um, we were very excited about that. I guess the challenge is that there is actually a real Chateau Picard in Bordeaux, France, mm -hmm. that's been making Chateau Picard for five generations. So not as easy to put out a Chateau Picard wine in the US when there's a real one out there. So we we started a, a pretty intricate process of, of negotiating with the real Chateau Picard, and ultimately got to a point where they agreed to put John Luke's uh, label that the CBS prop masters created onto their fifth generation wine. And that's uh, how we got the Chateau Picard. So that was our, uh, our first kind of uh, entry into the Star Trek world was that bottle and then the United Federation of Planets Old Vine Zinfandel. So uh, that was year one. Um, let's see what else. I think it's also, it's interesting, the United Federation of Planets, that one, we did the first 1,701 bottles were numbered. And then after that, we removed mm. the numbering. Mm -hmm. uh, we just did that as a kind of a, a nod to the, you know, to the, the enterprise. And that was really well received. People were, were really excited about that. And we released these two uh, versions uh, at the Star Trek convention in 2019 in uh, Las Vegas. Um, and we actually, you know, sold out on the floor the first day. Um, with the 1701 um, numbered bottles of the old vine Zinfandel. So um, we were real happy that the, the, the wines were well received by the Star Trek um, audience and, uh, and group. So uh, the Chateau Picard, uh, especially uh, because it is a true Bordeaux and it is, you know, from the fifth generation winery, um, as well as the fact that we were the bottles were included in the Picard trailer, mm -hmm. um, uh, seemed to be uh, well received by the Star Trek fans as well. Well, and that's it too, right? Is that this? Um, you know, at any point throughout, you know, since uh, 
Star Trek The Next Generation was on the air, someone could have come out with a Chateau Picard wine because that was kind of always a thing since we learned that that he came from there. But in particular with Picard series, it's been featured so heavily. They had those promo shots with the, the crates and the wine bottles and he's like living on this vineyard. So that must have been exciting. Did you guys know how important the wine was going to be to the promotion of Picard when they yeah. approached you? Honestly, we didn't. I mean, we knew that it was going to be featured and we kind of got a little bit of a hint that John Luke was back up on the vineyard creating the wine. So we kind of knew what it looked like and we knew, you know, that it was going to start there. But I think even when we saw the the trailer, when they were, you know, literally in the vineyard making the wine and then they hold up the the case and it's the wine that we made, we were like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah, we, it was, it was a pretty cool moment. That's awesome. So the first foray then was the was the Picard wine. And what came next for you guys? Sure. Well, I think like Craig just said, you know, when they were out in Las Vegas, <clears throat> we started talking to a lot of people and, I, you know, and everybody was like, hey, where's the Klingon blood wine? And I think <laughs> the the interesting part was that um, Spencer, who's another one of our colleagues who works on the brand, and Craig started talking to a couple of the guys from the Klingon Language Institute and also the Klingon Assault Group. These guys were like in full, you know, Klingon regalia. They were, they were, they were real Klingons, and so <laughs> it, it became apparent pretty immediately that we needed their help to create what Klingon blood wine was going to be um, for the next release. So uh, that was actually just an amazing experience for me personally. I mean, I'm a huge Star Trek fan from you know many years ago, but just the idea of having um, these conversations with these guys that write the Klingon language for the show. And, um, you know, we, we did the real kind of cultural deep dive. We, we said to them that we wanted to create a bottle of wine that, you know, that real fans and real Klingon warriors would, would love. And they, they really helped us with the, the whole process. So that part was, was pretty fun. Um, so that's one of the things that I think is really cool about you guys. And one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I think fans will really dig that. Like you said, you guys are Star Trek fans. Um, so rather than, you know, just sort of slapping a label on something, um, you've taken the time to really meld the product into something that fits within the universe. And I think, you know, that's what so many Trekkies are all about, right? It's knowing what's canon and what actually works in universe and, and the intricacies of all of that. And so it's like, a, it's like you get to build a little piece of that story. So now you have Klingon blood wine that's approved by the Klingon Language Institute, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's just a couple of fun little details. Like, you know, we actually put a press release out about the the wine and did a full version in Klingon. I'm not sure it got picked up anywhere, but <laughs> but they helped us do that, which we thought that was pretty fun. Um, and then, you know, besides the guys from Klingon Language Institute and the Klingon Assault Group, you know, we're also working with the folks over at CBS and the Prop Masters and kind of that team of experts. So I think like as we're getting into the second, you know, year of releases, we're really leaning into all of the experts that we can find out there. Um, so, you know, and then, you know, Craig, who does all of our design work, it's like this bottle, if you if you have one in your hand, there's just so many little details. It's got like the, the Klingon uniform mesh in the background, hmm. it, you know, on the front, it says, um, 
in Klingon, of course, like drink today for tomorrow we may die, which we <laughs> love. And then it's got, you know, real nods to the, the Klingon empire and the history of Klingon blood wine on the back. Um, and then kind of finished all off with a, a dip, a uh, hand dipped in red wax. So we're, we're just like, we're really proud of the, of the product. And we just love the fact that, um, you know, the Klingon guys are also like, yes, this is, you know, the real deal. And we've um, also included a little Easter egg inside each bottle where we have four different corks with four different proverb, Klingon proverbs. So you never know which one you're going to get when you, when you get your bottle of wine and you want to collect all four because they're, they're the coolest corks out there. Love it. So you've got to yeah. just keep buying them until you get all four. The the yes. trick would be if you really only put three out and everyone was just always trying to get the fourth, just keep right. buying wines. <laughs> yeah. Keep buying wines. Um, I think the other thing too, just to throw in there too, you know, I, we spend an enormous amount of time on the design and the research and just defining the taste profile and what it's going to be. But we really do take a lot of time to make sure that the wine in the bottle is amazing. Um, so for instance, almost all of the wines, except for Chateau Picard, which is made by, you know, Chateau Picard, all these wines we brought in, um, a, a, an amazing winemaker, um, Andrew Nelson. He just won the wine enthusiast 40 under 40 winemaker, uh, or tastemaker actually. So he's been our winemaker on these projects and it is really fun to kind of sit with him and kind of talk about, all right, this is Klingon. It needs to be, you know, hearty. Mm -hmm. And, 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 mm. and we really do kind of uh, put the energy as well into the design as what goes in the bottle. So. Yeah. So talk, talk a bit about that with the Klingon wine. Like, did you work with, in addition to the design, did you work with the, the Klingons to, to come up with like a flavor profile that, that yeah. makes sense? I think we, we work with our winemaker first. We kind of came up with what we thought was the right blend. We sent them samples. They loved it. Um, so yeah, we absolutely got them involved. I think we actually let those guys pick the, the glass. I think we, we came out with like four or five choices of what the, the bottle configuration could be. And they, they really lean toward this kind of low to the ground uh, growler style mm. uh, bottle. So yeah, we, we really welcomed their, their input into the whole project. Yeah. We did send them out samples as well. Just again, to get that flavor profile to match that, that Klingon persona. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, when we blend it, we'll add a little bit of petite Syrah in there to give it, you know, that, that darker feel and round it off with uh, a, a tad of Merlot. So to give it some roundness and good mouth feel. So there's a lot of detail that we do put in there and probably would, we could go on for hours just talking about <laughs> the, the, the wine itself, but um, there is a lot of thought and we, we do engage you know, a team of advisors such as the Klingon Assault Group and Klingon Language Institute to really make sure we're, you know, we're hitting it, uh, hitting nail on the head um, for each of these releases. So the the Klingon wine you're saying is like a, it's a darker, deeper flavor. I mean, you can tell I don't normally um, review wines professionally with those uh, descriptors there, but. Yeah, Cab is perfect for the Klingon. It 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 has that rich, uh, juicy um, flavor, and it's it's good. Perfect pairs perfectly with meat, and ah. it just is that you know uh, robust uh, varietal. Um, 
Whereas the you know the United Federation of Planets, that old line Cymbidae is a totally different profile, but meets um, those for diplomatic banquets or Federation Council meetings or planetary assemblies. You know, that's the thought behind that varietal choice. Maybe with um, some fine cheeses or exotic fruits that look good, that look like they're space fruits. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you one, just very quick, uh, just last story about the Klingon blood one. I was, uh, I used you know, I commute into the city. I was on the train talking to one of my friends and he was like, oh, what are you doing today? And I was like, I actually have a meeting with the Klingon council. <laughs> and, and it was really funny. But then when I got up and we were all exiting the train, he yelled out across the platform, good luck with the Klingons. And everybody <laughs> turned around and was looking at me and it was just a very funny uh, moment. But yeah, like I said, we really appreciate um, those guys helping. And then just to kind of wrap up year two, we did the Klingon blood wine. And then like Craig was mentioning, the United Federation, that's the white one, the Sauvignon Blanc. Um, that one, I really love the um, what we did there. We kind of did like a nod to the um, next generation official uniforms with the the, the style of the of the label and also those are all individually numbered too so that was that was year two and we actually just did a wine tasting at the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas and the the Sauvignon Blanc was really well received mm. like everybody was like loving that so you said these are individually numbered does that mean there's a limited run of these like is there a point at which they won't be available anymore yeah you know we do different scenarios for different packages i think for the first year we only did 1701 um for the klingon blood wine that's not numbered but that has got that nice silk screen and then the, the sauvignon blanc those are just individually numbered period i think those just go on Whereas for year three, the ones that we just released, we're actually only doing uh, 2,161 bottles of the Andurian Blue huh. numbered. And then after that, those will not be. So the first people in uh, to get those bottles will be the, the ones to get the, the hand numbered ones. Gotcha. So they'll still be available, but they won't have that special edition numbering on them. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. So then um, I guess the next... Um, the next thing for you guys is the most recent wine releases. Is that right? The the two that I mentioned? Correct. Yeah. So we just released um, this year's two. And we, we do try to do about two a year because it does take us a long time to do the research and kind of get the, the bottles and the design and get it all together. Um, but yeah, so this year's release was the uh, Cardassian Canar, which is a red wine blend. And then we also are doing an Endurian Blue Premium Chardonnay, which is really blue. Um, so yeah, we're, we, we love both of these bottles. They're, they're pretty stunning. And, uh, I think for the Cardassian, you know, we, we all kind of just love that bottle. We were looking at it for a long time and, uh, we were doing research on it and we're trying to find it. Um, but ultimately after a long search, we realized that like no one had really made that bottle since the seventies. So, we actually worked with the prop masters at CBS and also Barb um, from Cork's, Cork's Cantina. Bar. Yeah, or Cork's Bar or Cantina. And she got us, uh, between the, them and Barb, we got some of the original bottles. And we, wow. then we actually sent the bottles, as well as that ornamental topper, we sent both of those to a facility and have the bottles rendered in 3D, which we can share that, uh, that graphic with you. Uh, you could if you wanted to share it with people, it is very cool. Because Great. They, yeah. They yeah. 3D just, rendering of it. 
Just um, to just to interrupt to say that, yeah, if you guys are um, listening to this right now and haven't seen the bottle, you might picture it in your mind. It's that it's like a tall, thin bottle, and it's it's uh, like a spiral with um, with uh, texture on it, like just like the ones you see, um, like in Deep Space Nine. Um, and yeah, we will have a picture of that up on the on the website. So go, go definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. But yeah, go on, please. I think that was featured on Deep Space Nine about 24 different times. So nice. like I said, we were kind of obsessed with that bottle, realized we couldn't make it. Uh, I realized we couldn't get, source it anywhere. So we, we were like, let's just make it. Wow. So uh, Wines of Rock, you know, we've been around for about 15 years. We've really never done that before. So wow. we felt like, um, you know, forging our own bottle for this project was that it was just a cool thing to do. And when we showed up with the bottle in Las Vegas, people really um, were drawn to it. It's it is it's pretty dramatic looking. And then mm -hmm. we did the same process with the the ornamental show uh, or the ornamental topper that goes on the top. So it, it's actually a pretty interesting package. It comes with um, a, a glass seal on the top. It, it ships like that, and that's interesting also because you can pop it open and drink the wine, and then put the, the cap back so it's the, the, the package is kept in the same uh, way yeah. that you got it. Mm -hmm. But you also get this fun ornamental, you know, piece that goes on the top. Yeah, the glass topper that it ships with has the Cardassian uh, Canard logo on top, um, which is a, a great detail uh, that we had made in addition to, you know, forging this bottle. Uh, that that we love and we know everyone in the Star Trek universe loves it as well. Um, cool. In addition to the bottle, we also reached out to Una McCormick, who wrote the liner notes, since she's the expert in in all things Canar or all things Cardassian. Um, so she really uh, was excited and let the hand into this whole process to make make it a really great package all together from, from the juice, the bottle, and then the details about uh, the Cardassians. So tell me too about um, the stuff that's inside the bottle. Um, Cause I think a lot of people will want to just buy this just to have that bottle and they might never, even though you're, you know, they, you've provided them a way to pop it open and close it back up again without ruining the packaging. Um, I think a lot of people are going to not want to open the bottle, but I know you said to me earlier um, that you want people to drink these wines, right? So um, tell me about the what's inside the Canard bottle. Sure. It, it, it's a premium um, red blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, um, a Merlot, Petite Syrah, and Petite, a Petite Verdot. Um, the, I think the percentages of each, I believe is, um, it's, uh, 30% Cabernet Sauvignon, 15% Petit Syrah, 15% Petit Verdot, and, uh, 50, uh, I think it's 15% Merlot, if I'm not mistaken, Howard, is that correct? Yeah. And, and also that's another one that we brought in Andrew Nelson from Wine Enthusiast to kind of help, you know, put that blend together. Um, so yeah, I, we're, again, we're, we're, we're really trying to put a premium wine in the bottle. So even though it's a one of a kind bottle and it's, it certainly looks great. It, we're, we're hoping that people really do open it up and drink the wine because it's meant to be enjoyed. I mean, that's why we're making these things. So. 
And how do you create a wine suitable for a Cardassian? Because I guess Canard too is a little different from the blood wine because Canard isn't necessarily canonically a wine, right? It's some kind of a Cardassian liqueur or something. Right. I mean, there's certainly a balance between trying to match the brand, but also making a wine that people will love. I mean, we're we're really, yeah, we got a lot of people at the event coming over to, this doesn't taste like it does on the show, does it? And we're like, no, it's a delicious red wine. So we are taking a little liberty there in terms of what's in the bottle. But, you know, we do, we're just going through such a, a lot of effort to make sure that not only the packaging is cool, but that the wine is delicious. And and like I said, that one, we're just t- taking a little bit of, of liberty with what we put in the bottle. Sure. So. So that was one release. And then the second bottle that we're doing is the Andurian Blue uh, Premium Chardonnay. And this this one's also been very interesting. We, we're doing a couple things uh, that we've never done before. One of them is, um, well, one of them is the, the fact that the wine is blue. Um, that, that we've never done. So mm-hmm. we actually worked together with a PhD, a food scientist, for several months trying to get the the right formula together and what it would look like. And also just that it wouldn't uh, kind of have any conflicts with the actual wine itself. So that was a very interesting process trying to hone in on the color and the, and the style. Um, And then some other unique things about the bottle are, you know, it's, it's a fully silk screen design. So it looks really slick. And then for the first time we're using this uh, metal medallion that we had created which is the Federation logo that goes right on the front of the bottle. And it's, I mean, we're really loving that. It, it, it gives the bottle a, a completely unique look. And I imagine this is another one that you would serve at a Starfleet banquet full of admirals. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, it, it's interesting. The, the three wines that we have that are all the Federa- United Federation of Planets, those are all really meant to be a series. I mean, we have mm-hmm. the original Old Vine Zen that's got the square top. We've got the Sauvignon Blanc, which is the round bottle. And then we have the Andurian Blue, which is um, kind of more of a, I don't know how you describe that shape, but it's it, it kind of goes along as the as the companion to those other three, uh, other two, sorry. And it's interesting you mentioned about working with um, a food scientist because I hadn't thought about that until you were, until you mentioned, you know, adding this coloring. It can't be as simple as adding blue food coloring because that's going to change how it tastes, right? Exactly. I think there's also a lot of companies that I I know that blue wine is out there and a lot of them are using um, like a spirulina base or a couple Uh of other color base, but those are not uh, approved by the FDA. So we really kind of tried to, you know, work with someone who was an expert in the, in the space, but also who understood all the, all the little elements about the pH balance. And yeah, there were a lot of phone calls between uh, our winemakers and the the and the food scientists in order to make sure we were we weren't uh, like I said messing around with the flavor of the wine. And I will say, like Craig and I and Spencer, when we were out in Las Vegas, we had a few sample bottles of it, and so we were you know putting it in the fridge and drinking it. And I must say, it's kind of fun to drink blue wine. Like <laughs> it's it's it is an interesting thing to see it in the glass and to taste it and not have the color affect how what the wine you know is tasting like in your mouth, but um, it was very well received uh, at, at the show. So, I wonder how much, um, you know, psychologically it affects how you're going to taste the wine, especially to someone who's more of like a lay person at, 
at tasting things like wines. If I see this blue and I'm expecting a certain flavor, like does that affect the way that I actually taste it? When I, it I think it does because one of the things that we were doing when we had the cold bottles there and we were tasting it is we did blind taste tests. Like mm. we had two wines in front of us and we were like, all right, drink this and then drink that. You, you, we, you can't really tell uh, that it's blue when you're drinking it. So the truth is you can't tell um, on a, in a blind taste test, but as you're looking at it, it certainly looks unique in the glass. Which I guess is what you want. Yeah. For that yeah. flavor not to be affected. Um, so what uh, what is next for you guys? I mean, what are some of your, like, if you could make any Star Trek wine, uh, are you into like the deep cut, you know, this random bottle of something that we saw in, in an episode? Or are you more of, let's get all the classics? You know, what, what would you want to make if you could make any Star Trek wine? Sure. You know, we, we have an interesting process. You know, we do work really closely with the, the folks um, over at CBS and that team over there. So we're, we are constantly kind of having conversations about what we would like to do and also what we think would make the most sense. And also, you know, we love hearing from fans. I mean, that was probably the best part of being in Las Vegas for me is actually talking to a lot of, of folks and having them tell us what they want. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a combination of, of like us looking at it, figuring out what we like, and then working with the CBS team, but also just hearing from people that have purchased it and fans what they want to see. So yeah, we're, we have at least four new designs that we're working on for future releases, but we're, we're just, you know, we, we've, we just releasing these now. So we have a, a while to go before sure. we get to our next ones. Yeah. I think, um, you know, just being out there at the Star Trek conventions uh, and, you know, listening to people's reactions as well as, you know, what everyone comes up to and, and expects uh, to see um, helps us. It helps guide us to what, what we're looking for and what, what, um, how, how we can trump what we've done thus far, which we're setting the bar very high for ourselves <laughs> um, with these releases. I mean, uh, the, from the bottle shape, from forging new bottles to add the addition of adding um, metal labels on bottles. Um, uh, so we're, we're really excited for what's next. And I think everyone else will be when we, when we uh, release it, when we release our next uh, two versions. Excellent. And we definitely want to um, help our listeners um, get a look at these and get a taste of these wines as well. And so um, you guys have very generously offered to work with us to run a giveaway contest. Um, go to trekmovie.com for the details on how to enter. Um, there's some pretty amazing stuff that we're going to be giving away here. So we've got um, a Chateau Picard wine crate. So it's the same crate, right? That was featured like in those early promos. Um, yeah. That's valued around $200. Um, a, an empty canard bottle. So that special glass bottle with the glass stopper. Um, a Federation, the metal medallion wine label that you guys talked about. I got one of those as well. Um, as well as a $300 Star Trek wines, uh, wines that rock gift card um, so that you can go and purchase all of these guys. Um, and so you'll be able to enter that contest at trekmovie.com. Definitely check that out. We're going to be running it for the next couple of weeks 
um, and then contacting a couple of winners. Um, and so for um, everyone else that wants to go out and buy these right now and not wait for the contest to happen, um, where can they find these wines? Sure. Uh, we're at StarTrekWines.com. And how much are the um, the newest uh, wines running? How much will that set you back? Sure. Let's. Uh, I think that the, the the United Federation of Planets, the blue, I think those are 50 each. Is that right, Craig? Yes, they're $50 a piece. Yeah. And then the Kardashian Canar are 60 a piece. And there's a combo pack and there's a bunch of different packs that you can get. I think the one that we're most proud of is the full Armada, which is like the full uh, collection of all six. So that's, that's uh, definitely a great one. Excellent. And um, before we go, was there anything else that you guys wanted to mention or that I may have missed? Um. You know, I would just say we love this project. I mean, we, we make a lot of wine for a lot of different groups, but this is certainly a project that our whole team gets really, um, you know, we get a lot of excitement out of it. We love the just kind of pushing ourselves creatively and, and we love the all the different IP that's available. So, yeah, as a Star Trek fan, uh, I think this is just a, a dream project for us and we, we hope everybody, uh, you know, is enjoying it. Yeah, I think that, you know, we are all Star Trek fans, but when we we get out there and our, our first uh, Star Trek convention, we really love being embraced by all the super fans. And um, we really felt feel like we're part of the family now. And we really want to produce something that's that's really uh, exciting for for everyone. Um and it's great to come, you know, each year we come out and see a lot of the same faces um, and just the, you know, the wow factor uh, that is on their face when, when they see the next release, um, it really encourages us to um, tap into our creative senses and really produce something that's exciting um, every year. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for speaking with me. It's really um, a product that I'm excited about. I just like seeing new and creative products uh, added to the vast uh, universe of Star Trek licensed products. Um, and it's cool, you know, to see people who are fans and who really try to um, to make the product as feel like it's a part of the universe. So very cool. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, uh, cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much. Bye.